0: Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible Based Science Association. With today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths, we hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational.
1: Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane, president of the San Antonio Bible Based Science Association. And
2: I'm Terry <laughs> Reed, a director at SAPSA.
1: We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse.
2: The Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. There is nowhere I see this more than what seems to be a treasure trove of information about the DNA in each of our cells which shows the Creator.
1: That's right, Terry. When people ask me today what is the one piece of scientific evidence which best proves that intelligent design and a Creator, I tell them it's DNA. 30 years ago, I could not have made that statement. But the discoveries in this field in the past 15 years have been startling.
2: For those who don't know about DNA, those letters stand for deoxyribonucleic acid, which is arranged in strands of hundreds of millions of chemical codes called chromosomes. Human DNA contains 46 chromosomes, 23 from each parent. DNA is a very long molecule with a sugar phosphate spine to which chemical codes for nucleotides are attached. On this huge molecule, each human has more than 3 billion codes in each DNA set within the nucleus of each of our cells. These function just like the codes in our computer programs as they contain all the information for making and maintaining our bodies.
1: Yes, in males, we each have about 3,080,000,000 nucleotides, or computer codes. And in females, we have about 3,120,000,000 codes. My wife will never let me forget that God made her more complex than me.
2: One of those recent discoveries about DNA was that DNA is not filled with what used to be called junk DNA. Junk DNA was supposed to make up as much as 98% of DNA strands which were thought to be useless and random junk codes
1: which did not code for proteins and were meaningless. Note, the ENCODE project dis- dispelled that myth. For those who haven't heard, the ENCODE project was a worldwide project conducted by secular scientific teams all over the world. 46 teams and labs from across the world collaborated on this project starting in 2003. What they found was that the supposed junk DNA was a myth. They found that at least 80% of the supposed junk DNA was not junk at all, but was associated with some biological function. In short, what they found was that there was no junk DNA, but that the 98% of our DNA, which does not code for chemical proteins, acts as switches, just like in a machine or a computer program. These switches constantly tell the cell when it is time to make chemicals needed for cell functioning and when not to, when to grow a part of the cell and when not to, when to send repairs parts to a place in the cell and when not to, and the list of functions goes on and on. I understand that the disproving of the junk
2: DNA myth did more than just show that there wasn't a lot of random junk in our DNA.
1: Certainly. It showed that contrary to a previous thinking, that not just 2% of the DNA was ordered with information on it, but essentially 100% of the DNA is filled with life necessary information. This totally blew out of the water any chance for DNA molecules to be constructed by evolutionary chance processes. They must have been designed by an intelligent creator far brighter than we are.
2: Wait, how does finding that almost 100% of DNA is coated with useful information dispel any chance of DNA being the product of random processes
1: in nature? It does so in three ways. First, when scientists thought that DNA was composed of 2% useful information and 98% gibberish, it made sense from an evolutionary approach. It was thought that through mutations and random accidents in this 98% of unused DNA called junk DNA, you would occasionally, by just pure chance and huge amounts of time, accidentally generate new codes which added information to the system and then would be expressed as new traits in that organism. The findings of the ENCODE project made it clear that there was no huge useless area for all this blind mutation and random mixing to go on in our DNA. Thus, the major action mechanism called genetic drift has no place to occur in any organism's DNA, and this major mechanism for evolution was in one quick day proved to be a fantasy and a myth itself. So now evolution has no mechanism for the random building of DNA. But evolution also has insufficient time or materials to produce the wonder that is our 3 billion plus codes of computer programming found in each of our cells.
2: What do you mean no time or materials? Evolutionists will say that we have had more than 4 billion years for life to develop on Earth and all of the materials on the entire Earth to draw from.
1: That is why it is so fascinating about this second problem with finding that all of DNA is useful information. It means that to construct a DNA molecule that long with all useful information coded in exactly the right order and inside a functioning cell to use and maintain the DNA is mathematically and physically impossible.
2: How can that be
1: true? To explain that, I will have to use math, which many people think is a four-letter cuss word as well as physics. The chances of winning the lottery are usually 1 out of 26 million, which most people think of as impossible since they rightly think it will never happen to them. The chance of DNA molecules in our cells being made by chance is far, far worse than our chances of winning the lottery by a factor larger than most people can imagine. Mathematics tells us that anything which has a probability of happening which is less than 1 out of 1 times 10 to the 50th power is mathematically impossible. The chance of building one of our DNA molecules in a cell by chance combination of chemicals in the entire universe is 1 chance out of 1 times 10 to the 167,626 power, which means that both the evolution of DNA is not only mathematically impossible, but physically impossible since even in the 14 billion years this universe is supposed to have been in existence. That would not be near enough time for all of these happy chemical accidents to take place to construct just one cell with a complete DNA code inside of it.
2: I am not sure most people, nor even myself, can follow such math. That means very little to me.
1: You're not alone, so let me put all this in a way that anyone can understand. The chances of constructing DNA in a living cell are so astronomically bad that they are far worse than something everyone knows is impossible could happen. Let's say that one day in the Midwest, a tornado went through a junkyard filled with wrecked and junk cars. The tornado picks up hundreds of these wrecks, tears them apart, and accidentally throws bits of metal, wire, and fabric and rubber together in just the right way that when all of the parts came back to the ground, they were fashioned together into a Boeing 747 jumbo jet fueled and ready for takeoff. Now, we all know that such a miracle could never occur, but what we don't realize is that the chances of making DNA are many trillions of times worse than the cartoon accident I just described. Common sense says it could not have happened. DNA, by its unbelievably complicated design, simply screams that it was created by an intelligent designer. But apart from all of that is the third way in which I promise that finding DNA was 100% usefully coded proved a designer, and that is common sense. DNA is loaded with an immense amount of information. Information does not happen by chance. It must be carefully designed. Computer programs do not accidentally make themselves. We have to design them, and each strand of our DNA contains a computer program far longer and more complex than any computer program ever designed by man. Common sense tells us that that there is that much information coded onto each DNA molecule that it could not have gotten there by chance, but it had to have a brilliant designer.
2: You are listening to Believe in the Bible with Scott Rehn and Terry Reed. For more information, go to sapsa.org. Apart from the ENCODE project and dispelling the junk DNA myth, I have heard that we have found information in our DNA which supports the biblical creation accounts.
1: We certainly have. One of those evidences is what's called the Eve syndrome. There is DNA found in only your mitochondria, the energy generator of your cells, which you only get passed along to you from your mother. An analysis of this DNA in all humans has found that we all came from one first woman, not from a group of, say, five primordial women as the evolutionary five races theory used to espouse. This evidence, of course, exactly parallels what the Bible tells us in Genesis 3.20 when it says Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all living.
2: I have also read that similar research into Y chromosome DNA, which only occurs in male human beings, shows that we are all descended from one first male, who, of course, the Bible would call Adam.
1: That's right. And so those who would say that Adam and Eve are just myths will have a hard time explaining such genetic evidence. However, as good as those two pieces of evidence are, they may not be the best supporting evidence for the Bible as we find in our genomes.
2: What on earth could be more supportive than genetically identifying that there was literally a first man and a first woman, as the Bible says?
1: Well, a further analysis of mitochondrial DNA from humans of all races and from people all across the world reveals that mitochondrial DNA can be grouped into three classes or groups of mitochondrial DNA. This evidence shows that sometime in the past, every person in the world was descended from one of three women. Now, my question to you is this. Where in the Bibles does it say that all of humanity came from three women? I see where you're going with this.
2: After the worldwide flood, all of humanity was wiped out except for those on the ark. According to the Bible, Noah's sons had three wives who were brought onto the ark, and from them, all of the human human beings throughout the rest of history came from these three women. While that is... A genetic, there is genetic evidence for that that means there is genetic evidence not only for a very specific account of the Bible but this evidence gives scientific support for the worldwide flood account which most people today believe is a
1: myth and this is exactly how I, several geneticists and most creation scientists view this evidence today and the sad thing is we just don't hear enough about it
2: why don't we hear more about this? Well,
1: it's because the scientific community does not want to deal with it. It doesn't go according to their story. For more information on this or any other creation topics, or to schedule a presentation, go to sapsa.org, that is s-a-b-b-s-a dot org, or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters, which go back several years. You can also call... 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you or you may request it using the contact link on our website. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's restaurant at the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County and the availability of hundreds of videos and books on this important topic. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR website, The Word in South Texas. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible.